0: Hello Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for The Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we will be joined by Joseph Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com to discuss Florida football recruiting, the last visit weekend that the Gators had before the early signing period. And we will get some predictions from Joseph on Florida's targets, who will be deciding on Wednesday. I'll also bring you some comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen, who addressed the recent NFL rumors surrounding him. But first, let's kick things off with my interview with Joseph. He recapped this past recruiting weekend and all that you need to know leading up to early signing period for the Gators. We now welcome in Joseph
1: Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com to talk some Florida football recruiting. We'll get Joseph's thoughts on this class so far, the big recruiting weekend that the Gators just had, and we'll also talk the early signing period which will go down on Wednesday. Joseph, welcome into Lockdown Gators, man. How's it going?
2: Thank you so much, Zach, for having me on. Uh, Everything is going great. Just uh, getting ready for early signing period this week.
1: Now, obviously, this has been a pretty uh, eventful past couple weeks, and this 2020 class overall has been eventful to cover. The Gators have gotten some big-time commitments. There's been some great storylines to follow, and they've put themselves in position to finish with the top five class. Let's start with the class overall, Joseph. just wanted to get your thoughts on it and kind of the job that Dan Mullen and his staff have done in the 2020 cycle.
2: Well, I think starting with the offensive side, Florida got the guy that they wanted uh, all along, Anthony Richardson. Big time pickup. You, you really have to love Anthony's development. From his junior season to his senior campaign, he's really made a lot of strides, has a better touch on his deep ball, uh, can stay in the pocket a lot better. So they definitely have their quarterback for the future there. Along the offensive line, they had a late, great pickup in Josh Braun, being able to get him after he decommitted from Georgia. That was an excellent pickup. And they also have a lot of grinders uh, on the interior of the offensive line as well, with Richie Leonard uh, and Joven Jambier. Then you also have Gerald Mincy and Isaiah Walker on the outside. Those are two tackle prospects I really like, specifically Isaiah Walker. He really has done a good job of cutting off some bad weight and then being able to have some good upper body, and be able to keep up with those defensive ends on the outside. So you really have to like on the offensive line what they've done. And then looking over at some of the skill positions, obviously they don't have a running back committed so far, but they are in play for Henry Parrish, Jameer Gibbs, um, and Jalen White potentially who hasn't received an offer thus far. But uh, they definitely have some options at running back. And then looking over at their wide receiver group, um, you know they have Jaquavion Frazier and Leonard Manuel committed. And then you'll be able to be in the play for some guys like Kentron Poiter, Xavier Henderson, Sam Brown. So uh, it, it all, it's all going to be hashed out later this week on uh, early signing day, but Florida's doing well on the offensive side of the ball. Now what's really looking great for Florida, Zach, is what they've done on the defensive line. David Turner, ever since he came in in January, he's been recruiting that position really well the interior of the defensive line. Um, he's been stellar. Lamar Goods, Johnny Brown. Jervon Dexter, Jalen Lee. Now they're in play for Tim Smith and Clyde Pender, and then also bringing in Derek Wingo at linebacker. Five-star kid, a very versatile linebacker. Can line up at a couple different spots uh, for Florida's defense. Really have to like what they're doing there. And then the safeties as well, and uh, just defensive back in general. Florida's DBU for a reason. They're loading it up in that class for the 2020 class. Really have to like what they're doing uh, in that respect.
1: You mentioned the defensive line, the best position group in this class, and – A lot of those guys were on campus this past weekend. It was the final weekend that the Gators had before the early signing period. Some of their targets had an opportunity to spend time with some of these commits. Joseph, you were there on Sunday to talk to these guys after they finished up their trips. How do you feel like the weekend went for Florida, especially with guys like Gervin Dexter and some of those other commits in town recruiting that bunch?
2: Well, it's definitely difficult with Florida when it comes to Tim Smith because he arrived at 4 p.m. on Saturday. and and didn't leave till later Sunday night. So he didn't get to get that full 48-hour extended stay that they won. But from what we heard from him, it sounded like the visit went really good. Florida was able to show him some different sides of the program that they hadn't seen, specifically the production that they've had with defensive linemen going into the NFL. One thing, Zach, that Tim Smith told us after the FSU game last month was that Alabama definitely has a tradition of putting players into the NFL, specifically along the defensive line. But what he told us after the visit was that Florida is pretty close in those numbers, too. So you have to like where Florida's at right now. He mentioned before that, you know, with his parents being older, he wants them to be closer to his games, be able to see him. Florida presents that opportunity. He also has a guy like Jervon Dexter, although he didn't get to spend too much time with him during the weekend. He said that jervon has been in his ear a lot about going to Florida And then looking over at Clyde Pender, he's another defensive tackle, another four-star defensive tackle in the state of Florida, just a couple of hours away from Gainesville. That's something that's very appealing to him as well. You know, obviously, North Carolina has been in the mix for a long time, offered him in May. He committed a month later. uh, But Florida is making a late push, and it could definitely pay off And having him take an official visit before he signs. Florida being able to get that last weekend, that's a big-time visit for them, especially, and also is the same with Tim Smith as well. So Florida definitely has to like where they're at with those two defensive linemen. Joseph, Sam Brown, a wide receiver out of Georgia, who's picked up some big offers recently.
1: He you a little bit about his recruitment, how his weekend went, and where the beginners stacked up with him right now?
2: Well, that was interesting. You mentioned the schools that have made late offers to him, uh, Georgia, Florida as well, and then Ole Miss. This was a big-time weekend for Florida uh, with those defense alignment. But being able to get Sam Brown on campus is also huge as well because uh, it, it was, if Georgia had done that last visit, Florida's probably out of the play for the most part. But, you know, now that he, they were able to get him on campus, and if he signs this upcoming week, That's good news for the Gators. West Virginia is in the mix as well for his services. But Florida, being able to get that last weekend before he does sign, he likes what he heard from Billy Gonzalez, the way Florida utilizes their wide receivers. Florida would certainly be my pick if he does sign, but that's the big question mark right there, Zach. He mentioned the possibility of also signing in February. If that happens and he takes an official visit to Georgia, an official visit to Ole Miss, that clutters it a little bit and puts some other programs in the mix that – probably aren't as high on his list right now. So, um, but it was definitely a great time for them to be able to get him actually on campus so a day after he uh, received an offer, and it definitely shows the amount of interest he has. And he was also someone who visited Florida earlier this season as well for the Tennessee game, so he's someone to definitely keep an eye out for, especially with a prospect like Xavier Henderson potentially going to Clemson. It's a little unknown where Kenchon Poyter and Malik will be going as well, so Sam Brown is definitely someone I'm keeping an eye out for.
1: The early signing period will arrive on Wednesday.
2: A lot of guys that will be making
1: some decisions. Before you give us your picks, let us all know who to watch out for on Wednesday. Like Who are the guys that have visited Florida in the last three weekends that will be deciding Wednesday that Gator fans will need to be tuning in for?
2: Tim Smith, obviously, uh, he'll be signing Wednesday at 2.15 uh, at his school. Clyde Pender, uh, he's also going to be signing Wednesday as well. We mentioned Sam Brown. We don't know if he's going to be signing, but if he does, he'll be one to keep an eye out for. Kentron Poiter, he took his official visit to Florida on November 30th. Uh, He's expected to sign on Wednesday. He's going to be choosing between Syracuse, Florida State, and the Florida Gators. He's another name that Florida fans should be paying attention to. Xavier Henderson, legacy target. We definitely thought that he was going to be leaning Florida earlier uh, this year, especially after Clemson landed a couple of wide receivers, but Clemson's willing to take a third wide out. So he's someone that there's a little bit some more question marks around him. And uh, those are just a few of the guys to obviously pay attention to with early signing period coming up.
1: Another guy that's going to be deciding on Wednesday, Donnell Harris. He had put out on Twitter (laughs) Monday that it's going to be between the Florida Gators and Texas A&M where he's currently committed. What would that mean if the Gators could add them along with all those other defensive linemen that we just talked about.
2: One of the top 100 players in the nation, uh, all, although he's that highly rated. Florida's actually done so well at recruiting the buck position. Uh, they're getting Antoine Powell in this class as well. And then they also had Chris Bogle, Lloyd Summeroff, uh, Mohamed Diabate. If Florida wasn't able to land Donnell, which is someone that they will take, it, it would definitely be a little bit of a thing. But they're obviously focusing on those defensive tackles. Florida is certainly in the mix, like you had mentioned, with them being in the top two. But anything can happen. Um, You know, Florida's an in-state school for Don now. He's made multiple trips to school this year. But um, it's sort of a coin flip, but anything can change over these next 48 hours.
1: Morgan Joseph, he's another guy that officially visited that same weekend as Harris. How do you see things shaking out between Florida and Tennessee with him?
2: I actually believe now that Florida State is certainly in the mix after he took that official visit. Um, I haven't been hearing too much buzz around them, but we'll we'll see if he adds them as a dirt hat on the table, if you will. I ultimately believe that Morvin does end up at Tennessee, Uh, although the official visit to Florida did go well with him. Tennessee has been strongly in the mix, even when he was committed to FSU. So I have Morvin going to, uh, to Tennessee as of right now. The volunteers certainly seem to be the pick here.
1: Like you said, that Florida State visit at the last minute couldn't make it interesting. We're speaking with Joseph Hastings from Gators Territory. Final thing for you, Joseph, as we look at these guys that we've talked about who are going to be putting pen to paper on Wednesday, give us maybe two or three that you feel most confident about Florida landing when they're going to make their decisions
2: Wednesday. Now it's interesting, there's a lot of kids, like we have mentioned, that are going to be signing during an early signing period. But the the ones I'm most comfortable about are Clyde Pender, Sam Brown, if he does end up signing this week, and Tim Smith. Florida has been doing a really good job of getting Tim Smith on campus. He's been at UF, according to his count, nine times throughout his recruitment. There's a lot of familiarity there. His family is close. Uh, that's something that's very appealing to him. And the the one quote that stuck out to me, what he told us, was pretty much, and this is paraphrasing, that Florida is close to Alabama in terms of the amount of defensive linemen they put into the NFL. And that that quote really resonated. Florida feels very confident about where they are with him. And then with Clyde Tender, although they have, if Tim does end up signing, they would have a bunch of defensive tackles committed for it to be exact. Florida would definitely like to bring him on. He would still be a take. There is a lot of familiarity there. Despite him not getting an offer since last month, he has been on campus a few times earlier in the year. So he's probably someone who's second on my list in terms of prospects, so I'm more confident about UF landing this week. And then probably the first one would have to be Sam Brown, just because of him being offered on Thursday, making the trip to UF the day after, and then everything that he told us with his interest in the program. And the fact that he has been talking to the staff before uh, he even got offered, this wasn't a last-minute thing that Florida decided to just uh, drop an offer on them. There's definitely legitimate interest there. Uh, There has been for a little bit, and I think he ends up signing to Florida if he does sign this week.
1: Obviously a lot of things that you've been tracking down and following, but you've been doing a great job of it, man, and we look forward to seeing how it all plays out on Wednesday. I hope after it's all said and done, you get a chance to get some time off and uh, get your breath (laughs) and
2: enjoy Christmas, and then before you know
1: it, January will be hitting, and you'll be right back after it again.
2: Absolutely. The grind never stops in the recruiting world, Zach. Uh, Thank you very much for having me on the podcast.
0: Appreciate Joseph for his time and perspective. When we come back from this break, we'll bring you some comments from Florida Coach Dan Mullen, who met with the media on Monday. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Rap to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. Welcome back into the show. Florida coach Dan Mullen has been the subject of some coaching rumors recently, but not in college, in the NFL, as his name has been leaked to a potential opening with the Dallas Cowboys. Should Jerry Jones decide to fire his coach, it would present the opportunity for Dan Mullen if he were offered the job to reunite with his quarterback at Mississippi State, Dak Prescott, and get the opportunity to coach a really dynamic offense with a lot of talent. But as Dan Mullen put it on Monday, he is not looking to make a jump to the NFL or anywhere else should that opportunity ever present itself. It's something that he would consider. But right now and for the time being, he's worried about closing strong in recruiting, turning the Gators into a championship contender, and making Florida football a championship program. And with all the things going on in terms of the on-field success, the success in recruiting, and the standalone facility that's coming in the future,
3: as Mullen said Monday, he is not looking to leave UF. I, I think this, anytime your name gets brought up with other jobs, a lot of times it's a compliment. It means you're doing well. I mean, I dealt with it for years and years and years at Mississippi State. Your name would get brought up for things. I think it's something that means you're doing well within a program. So I think you look at it, I look at it in those terms. But I think everyone knows I plan on being here for a long time. When I said this, someone asked the other day, and, you know, I said, oh, we'll I will see. It's still, I still haven't had a second to even consider it uh, of, of what it would entail. Right, I mean, I don't know. I know what I have here. I love being here. Uh, I think we're building a championship program here. Uh, at some point in my life, would it be something if I wrote it all down and sat it down to consider it? Then, then that would happen. Uh, but it's not, nothing I'd even thought of. How, how a whole? How, how I know how it works here. You know, I like it here. You know, I'm kind of the. Like, it's not to make it too big, but you're, you're kind of like kind of the owner, GM, vice president, and head coach here. So I, uh, De- I got I a lot of control in how the program works here. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're in control of everything. So, you know, I mean, that's why I, I think that's why everybody looks at it and knows the situation that we're in, knows what type of program this is. Uh, this is not a place you're looking to leave.
0: Now, some of Mullen's assistants could be looking to leave UF with all the recent coaching hires around college football should they get an opportunity to advance with a better position or a better salary. But Mullen did say Monday that he feels like his assistant coaches are getting looked over for some of these head coaching jobs that have come open recently. Now, we're certainly not going to get too mad about that because he likes to keep his staff together. And he did say that his assistants aren't just looking to jump for any job because, like him, they like working at Florida.
3: But well, the college ones seem to slow down or be be short lived or not a real dramatic turn this year. Um, you know the the pro carousel hasn't started yet, but I, I for our guys. But I think a lot of um, you know I think our guys really enjoy being here. You're at the premier university uh i have a lot of guys that have been with me for a long time and i think the the quality of life that our coaches have the opera the direction the program's headed uh the opportunity to live here in in florida um right i mean most people are trying to work really hard to move to florida when they retire we already live here um is right isn't wasn't that like a coach barrierism yeah. yeah. right yeah. <laughs> uh, you know so i think guys are a lot of our staff really enjoys being here you know I think even with the coaching call yourself there's one thing i am this one i, I would have thought our guys maybe uh we had a couple guys get calls but uh for head coaching jobs but i think we have some really qualified coaches here to be be that would be great head coaches uh that i think people maybe are missing some opportunities on but um but i think you know for guys leave to be assistants other places i, I think this is the premier place so i don't you know most of them are really happy being here for our guys if they get the opportunity to go be a head coach you know, we do everything we can to help them, to put them in that position to go become a head coach. Uh, and then I certainly hope if there, if it's a, a, an advancement for somebody on our staff, that they take people with them that would advance their, their careers. That'll do it for the latest edition of
0: Locked on Gators. On today's show, we brought you an interview with Joseph Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com discussing this past recruiting weekend and the early signing period. I also brought you some comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen addressing the NFL coaching rumors. On tomorrow's show, we will preview the early signing period, give you a rundown of everyone who's deciding on Wednesday, and I'll make my predictions for some guys who I think that will join Fortis class. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.